It's Monday, and that means it's time for a new episode of Interviewing People, the career cast where you can learn about a variety of careers from people actually doing the work. Today I'll be talking with Dr. Brianna Benjamin Barney, who once walked these halls and is now a physical therapist who owns her own business, VIP Therapy. Dr. Barney will be sharing about her experience becoming a physical therapist, why it's a rewarding career, and much more. So enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Interviewing People, and today we have Dr. Brianna Benjamin Barney, uh, who is a Van Buren graduate, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit today about her career as a licensed physical therapist and also a massage therapist and she has a lot of letters after her name so at some point she's going to be explaining all of that but Dr. Barney I guess I'd like to start out by just asking why do you think physical therapy is such a popular career because I feel like there's a lot of students who say they want to be physical therapists uh, why is it so popular and, and what drew you to that career? Okay, so start answering the first part of that. So I think the reason that it is so popular is because you actually get to interact with people. You're going to be hands-on with people. And I think for anybody that's ever played sports, they probably have had some sort of interaction with a physical therapist or an athletic trainer and getting to see the difference that they make in those athletes' lives. I think that's a really big draw to it, you know, having that capability to make a very positive difference in someone's life and make an income. So win-win. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then wait, what did you, what was the what, second what part was of the question? It, Sorry. What was it that led you to become a physical therapist? Okay. So my pony was in the handicap riding program and my mom is early intervention specialist. So I got to see the PT doing all that stuff with the kids. And also, obviously, I thought it was super cool. There's a ball pit and a swing, and I would play in the therapy room. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But really actually getting to see somebody put some of these kiddos who literally can't move or really function in their environment into a piece of equipment that allows them to, to walk, interact, it, it was like this huge difference that they were able to provide in that child's life. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this just seems like such a great thing. I need to look into it. Right. So that's okay. what really drew me in. Yeah. Good. So as I look at your name on LinkedIn, you have after your name, PT, DPT, LMT, CDP, LSVT. So obviously <laughs> a lot of degrees, certifications, et cetera. Uh, I guess, can yeah. you tell us what those mean and how did you end up with all of those? Did you plan to have all of that when you went to college or did some of those pop up as you gained experience? Okay. Uh, yep. Kind of pretty much as I gained experience, definitely wasn't anything that I would have known about not being a therapist. So I actually got my massage therapy license because I did post-secondary. So pretty much my whole freshman year of college got paid for. And so I had more of the opportunity to go ahead and get my massage license. And then I worked while I was in grad school. So it helped me pay for grad school. And it just um, really kind of helped prepare me to be a better clinician as a therapist. I had a better idea of movement, tissue, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so the DPT, doctor of physical therapy, they make you put PT on there too. That's just how they do it. Um, 
but uh, I'm a certified dementia practitioner. So before I started my practice, I predominantly did geriatrics. So I'm like the person that comes in and I can actually help train caregivers and different individuals that work at facilities with people with dementia. Um, and then the LSVT, it's a Lee Silverman, it's a Parkinson certification. So specifically working with those individuals that have Parkinson's or some type of a movement disorder that's similar to that. And it's a very specific protocol that is reimbursed by Medicare and uh, that you would see a lot of clients like an outpatient or, or in the home. And I'm actually also now a fall prevention specialist as well. So there's, a, <laughs> there's another set of uh, credentials that are getting added on there. And I'm getting my Pilates rehabilitation certification too right now. So, so you are very <laughs> well-rounded. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's nice because then, you know, I have kind of all these bags that I can pull from when it comes to treating clients. Right. You know, right. it's... Uh, it, it kind of just enables you to to figure out what the best solution is for everybody you can kind of pull from all those areas. Right. So. Now the, the fall specialist, is that a fairly new certification or has that been around for a long time? Um, I actually don't know. I think it's probably been within the last like five or 10 years, but it's okay. specifically for the the older population. And it's looking at, you know, kind of like anything that is going to increase somebody's risk of falling, um, specifically meds. Like that's a really big thing. Like looking at the medications, looking at the home environment, looking at their footwear. And it's just really kind of uh, having that closer look because I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons that people end up in a skilled nursing facility or a hospital or actually pass away is from a fall with a fracture. Okay. So hmm. yeah. that's interesting. Yes. So, so you own your own business, VIP therapy, mm -hmm. and obviously owning your own business relationships have to be huge for you. And oh, yes. what have you mm -hmm. learned uh, about relationships from your experiences or, or what's the most important part of building a relationship with your clients? Oh, it's, that's huge. So um, with me, you know, I've been really lucky. So I don't have an office space. I go to my clients' homes and I have actually spent like almost nothing on marketing. All of my stuff has been word of mouth. So you can imagine then those relationships are absolutely huge. That's like one of the biggest things. So it's, it's networking and then really to be a good clinician and really anybody who works in healthcare, I believe the key is, is that you have to build that relationship of trust because nobody's going to want to listen to you or follow through on these things you're educating them on if they don't feel like they can trust you or that you really know what you're talking about. So right. yeah, it's, it's huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge. Yeah. So you did work for a few uh, other companies in physical therapy yes. before you started your own business. And yes. what are some things that you learned from those experiences that have helped you as you've built your own business? Okay. Well, I really kind of got to see what was lacking um, for my patients and for myself as a clinician. So, um, but I also really got to better understand how insurance works, uh, what outpatient looks like, what skilled nursing looks like, what home care looks like. Um, and I, I really learned that, I mean, I wouldn't be the therapist that I am today without those experiences. So it, it really helped form me into the therapist that I am today and push me towards um, taking on a practice on my right. own. 
Right. So, I mean, they were huge, honestly. Those experiences were huge with getting me to where I am today. And I think that's cool how you took those experiences and you found out what was lacking and figured out where you could add value and then took that and made that your business. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, I think that's kind of that whole entrepreneurial, you know, drive is that, hey, right. we see a need. What right. are we going to do to help fill that? So, you know, for me, my biggest thing was, I'm like, I'm seeing my clients that really need a different kind of care, but insurance is like, eh, you know what, we're going to give you five visits and you can only do X, Y, and Z. And instead of really treating what the client needs to have treated, we're just doing what they want us to treat. So we're kind of perpetuating a cycle of putting a bandaid on something and not truly fixing it. Okay. And I just got to this place of where I'm not helping my clients. I'm dying in paperwork. I don't feel like I'm making a difference. I got to do something. I, I got to change what I'm doing or I'm going to change my profession. So that's, and, and I just was like, oh, doctorate degree. Do you really want to give that up? <laughs> and not to mention, I really love my patients and I love right. what I do, but I just was like, for my own mental health and what I was doing, I just, I knew I had to make change. Yeah. Well, and again, okay. uh, they've, proven that what is it it's like 12 12 uh, different positions people typically have over the course of their working career so uh, mm -hmm. I think you're you're typical of a lot of people in the world so it had to be a little bit scary going from that environment where you work for someone else to now you work for yourself support yourself etc uh, I guess what was the thing that you most feared and was that fear well-founded now that you can look back and, and see where you are and you actually have your own business? My biggest fear was why are people going to pay privately for therapy services? Because in so many situations, I had a lot of clients that were very uh, sick. So, you know, they really weren't wanting to do stuff. I was having to be a major cheerleader for them. So when you're constantly seeing people who really have to be pushed and super motivated to do things, your brain starts to kind of think, well, then who's really going to pay privately to see me? Like, who, where's that value at? So that was a big part of the fear for me. You know, thankfully, as a therapist, and you know, I'm a PT and I'm a massage therapist. My profession allows me to work part-time, full-time, and contingently. So I have a really nice, uh, you know, fail-safe. If my business were slow, okay, I can go pick up work somewhere, maybe go do five visits on a Monday and five visits on a Friday, and that can help supplement my income. So it was, it was a lot of that. And actually, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of pushback from a lot of my colleagues. They were kind of like, I don't think people are going to pay for this. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try anyway. So I guess I'm kind of one of those people that you're going to tell me no. I'm like, I'll still figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's good for students to hear that they might get some pushback and there might be some people that don't believe in them. But, and again, no guarantee that it's going to be successful, but they can at least give it a try. And I think a lot of times they will find that success. So go ahead. Oh yeah, totally. I think it's, you know, it's all about how much do you believe in yourself right. and how much can you sell yourself? So I think that's what it is. It's that that believability in yourself is contagious. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming out there and you're confident, you're showing that to your client, they're going to believe you. Right. So, 
and really what I found is that people just want to be listened to. If you want to sit down, listen to them, help provide them with tools to get back to what they want to do, it's absolutely life-changing. And that's kind of really what I do. It's helping people be empowered to take control of their health and well-being again. So it's like, hey, we're in this scenario. You're having this pain. I want you to go ahead and do this and this. Or if this happens, we're going to do this and this. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about like if something happens with my back, I actually know what I can do now. Right. And you know, for somebody that's priceless, that's living in pain, if yeah. you're able to give them relief. So, oh yeah, just you have the confidence and it's be well-educated, know what you're doing. And, and I mean, hey, sometimes in the beginning, you got to fake it till you make it a little bit, but, but just try hard and people know when you try hard and when you care. Right, so. right. Now, you mentioned in that a little bit earlier, you talked about contingently. Uh, what does it mean in the physical therapy field to work contingently? Okay, so I am not like a salaried or a part-time employee. So my work is not guaranteed. They just might say, hey, I have three people for you to go assess this week. And then maybe the next week they're like, hey, I have 10 people for you to assess this week. And the following week they might not have anything. So it's just kind of a PRN, like it's an as needed or contingent as needed okay. basis for services. Okay. okay. So the University of Finley is where you earned your doctorate degree. Uh, are there yes. a lot of schools in Ohio that offer, offer a physical therapy doctorate or is that kind of unique to Finley? No, that is actually the big transition that they have made now. So I believe don't quote me on this, but I think it was the vision was to be by like 20 or 2022 that all the new programs were going to be doctorate level programs. Okay. Yeah. And the reason for that is because what they're trying to do is, so in the state of Ohio, I have this thing that's called direct access, which means you don't have to go to a doctor to see me first. Hmm. Now, so because I have this doctorate level, this higher level degree, it means that I'm able to screen you and assess you for any types of red flags like be it hey I have this pain here and you know it's my job to assess okay is this pain from an injury or is this pain from something deeper that we need to send you back to the doctor or send you to the ER to get checked out like is this cancer is this possibly something neurological you know what I'm saying right. so we that was kind of the whole purpose of advancing the degree was to try and help take some of the burden off of the physicians. Right. The only problem is, is that a lot of times the insurance companies do not want to pay if you don't first see the physician. So for me, I didn't have to worry about that. So. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you weren't a PT, is there anything that you could have also seen yourself doing as a career? So, you know, working as a physical therapist and the way I treat my clients, um, I collaborate with a group of a bunch of wellness people. So like a naturopathic physician, I have a concierge physician that I work with. I have a vegan chef that I work with, a health coach. Um, probably something else within the wellness realm or even, um, sounds kind of weird, but like motivational speaking, that's really been a big thing because so much of what I do is actually that, you know, it's encouraging my clients and helping them see, no, there's a way there's, you're right. able to overcome this. You can, you can persevere, you can make this happen. Yeah. So, and that's a huge thing that just really, you know, hits home for me. And I, I love being able to do that for people. It's kind of, it's life changing. You're literally able to provide them with something that 
they can go out and function again. Right. So, yeah. So with your business, I'm guessing you would go to someone's house at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. It's whenever it works best for both of you. Uh, do, do you find that that's hard to make your life work around that, or does that make your life easier? It makes my life easier. Okay. So it's, um, well, and you have to understand too, like I had come from where I used to see like six or seven people a day driving house to house, like before when I was working um, for another company. And now I do like four visits a day. So, and that was on purpose because I was working an absolute ton where I was just pretty much fried. And so my decision was, Hey, I'm going to see about these many people a day. And then that way I'm able to give them that really one-on-one attention. I'm able to really critically think I'm not worried about getting to my next client right away. And I have that time to finish their paperwork. And most of my people too kind of have more advanced things going on that really need me to be able to mentally think about like, how do I connect these dots? Like what, what's going on here? What, what can we do to make this better? So it's good for them and it's great for me. Right, right. And like you said, the paperwork, I'm sure there is a ton of that. So if you can give yourself more time to do it, <laughs> that makes your life much easier. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's a never ending process. Right. So what's the most rewarding experience you've had as a PT? Is, is there one that jumps out at you where someone was really struggling and you helped that person or? Yeah, definitely. That's, um, I have a couple experiences with that. I like when I worked in the schools, um, actually, so I worked in the schools, I worked at Blanchard Valley schools and I had a little kiddo who was five or six and had not walked yet. And so I kind of brainstormed some different things and set some things up and I actually got him to start walking and mom and dad showed up and they got to see him walk for the first time. And I didn't know they were there. So watching them do that and they were crying, you know, I mean, yeah. touches your heart. Yeah. 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 Can't, can't get much more fulfilling than that. <laughs> no, no. And um, I just had another client who uh, has long-term chronic issues with back pain, has a lot of GI issues, has been to traditional therapy multiple times, was not a surgery candidate really, but was still like pretty young really wanting to be able to continue to, to function and do things. And she was like, you're like, you're my last alternative here. And called me a couple of days ago and said, I was able to get through work and my pain was a two and it had been a seven to a nine wow. where she's literally coming home and it was debilitating. Yeah. So stuff like that, or even my client told me, I got to walk, I walked up a hill yesterday and I didn't have to use my cane and I felt like I wasn't going to fall for the first time in five years. Like, yeah, you really kind of can't beat that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that would be, yeah, that has to make you feel good on a daily it, basis. It definitely does, yes. It, it, it definitely brings a little tear to my eye. I feel right. very blessed to have a job that can make such a big difference. Right. Good, good. So kind of a fun question as you think back mm -hmm. to uh, your time at Van Buren, what, what's the memory that, that pops into your head when you think about your time at Van Buren? <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, I don't know. That's even been a while now. 2004. <laughs> graduated. Crazy. Okay. Um, you know, overall, uh, I just remember school being a lot of fun. I had a uh, 
a really good time. You know, I think we were lucky. I had a really good high school class. And yeah, I just feel like high school was, was a good experience for all of us. It was a lot of fun. Good. I remember being naughty and probably giggling a lot in your class. <laughs> Obviously, I have been blessed with the gift of gab. So, you know, it was even worse back then. So. Well, back then, I probably <laughs> didn't give you enough opportunities to talk. So that was probably my fault as well. So well, good. Uh, don't, I don't know if I would have taken you up on it anyway. So, oh, you know, it well, takes a little yeah, while to cultivate those skills. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, good. Well, it's really interesting to hear about your career. And if anyone does have any other questions for you, I'll be providing your LinkedIn profile address. But uh, is there any other way they might re reach out to you? Sure. Um, you can actually call me on my business phone. So that phone number is 567-454-1046 or my website, which is dot viptherapy.org and then any way you want to connect to me my email is on there you can send a message through that you can shoot me a text message um, but it pretty much answers like most of the frequently asked questions and what the services are that I provide so. okay very good and yeah. one last question we always end with uh, is there anything that you know now as a physical therapist as a, a doctor of physical therapy that you wish you had known when you were in high school and it could be career related or it could be something else but what do you know now that you wish maybe high school you would have known oh that's a great question um i think when we're young we we so much try to just fit in and really what makes you so great at what you do is there are those specific things that make you you and I think it's kind of like not till college or when we really get into our careers that we start to realize that. So I wish I could have told myself to be me, embrace me, be happy with me, and life will be so much less of a struggle because, you know, that's, that's what makes us so cool are these different aspects about ourselves. And that's what makes us great at what we do. It's like the magic of what we have. Those things that we're really good at are those, our little specific talents that we have. Yep, that's perfect. Yes. So that is very good advice. So thank you very much, Dr. Barney, for talking and letting us see a little bit of what it looks like to be a physical therapist. And good luck as you continue to build your business. Thank you so much. It was great to talk with you. Thank you for watching this interview with physical therapist and entrepreneur, Dr. Brianna Benjamin Barney. I hope you learned valuable information about her career, and to be sure you don't miss upcoming interviews, please click subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is released. Thank you for watching, and as always, remember the best part about Mondays is interviewing people.